tweet at him at underscore Adam Crowley. Oh, no, finish your tweet. It's not, that's fine. Just give us a second. There you go. Hashtag it. This is the Adam Crowley Show on 970 ESPN and now on 106.3 FM. Five o'clock straight up on a Friday. It's the Crowley Show. It's a block party Friday. It's a beautiful summer Friday here as we roll into the five o'clock hour. And I'm going to lose my mind if I don't get out into this this sunshine here. Eh, seven o'clock won't be too bad. We'll still have a couple more hours of sunlight. I got Tom behind the glass. Brian here in the studio with me. Your opinions, if you want to share them, 412-922-2874, or you can tweet the show at West Euler WVU. It's been, as we mentioned, or it is, I shouldn't say it's been, it is currently a Block Party Friday. If you've got any songs that you would like to hear as we're coming back from break, tweet us. Call that same number as well. Again, that's 412-922-2874. We're going to transition a little bit here and talk just a little basketball. Don't tune me out. This isn't going to be long-winded. We're just going to talk a little bit of basketball and why, how and why and, and why I think it should change. My fellow brethren not really giving a rip about the basketball, specifically the NBA. And I'll tell you how I got this whole idea. A couple weeks ago, I was back home here. I, I explained this yesterday. I, I work in radio in Philadelphia. I'm from Pittsburgh, born and raised, but I moved away from Pittsburgh in 2015. I now work in radio in Philadelphia. You can all keep me in your thoughts and prayers. When I was home a couple weeks ago, I was out on the south side, Fathead specifically, but after that was poking around. And it was the night of Game 5, Golden State versus Houston in the Western Conference Final. And you could argue that that was the most anticipated non-finals game. So, so not the NBA Finals. Other than that, the most anticipated NBA game in years. And it was like it didn't even exist. It wasn't even going on in Pittsburgh. Eight different TVs and Fatheads. They had college baseball on. They had college softball on. Not NBA Finals, NBA Western Conference Finals, Game 5. We walked around on the south side. Every sports bar that we might have popped into or, or place that we looked at, the game might have been on on one TV in the corner. And I said it when we started. I don't expect people around here to love the NBA. There's not a team. It's not like I was shocked that there weren't crowds of people gathered around the television watching the game. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is is that it's the second most popular league in the world, one of their biggest, most anticipated games of the season, and it was like I said, in Pittsburgh, it wasn't even going on. So, I don't love the NBA. I like the NBA. I like basketball. I like every sport. We talked a little bit about this on the show the other day. I think you have to have some appreciation of every sport at its highest, highest level if you truly consider yourself a sports fan. But I'm going to give you a couple reasons why here in Pittsburgh, and I'm going to relate it to Pittsburgh specifically, why we should start caring, again, not obsessing, not loving, just caring a little bit about basketball and the NBA. Here's the biggest one. We love our sports history in this city. One, I want you to think about what I'm about to say here. One NBA championship, if Pittsburgh won one NBA title, you could legitimately state claim that Pittsburgh is the greatest sports city in the United States. Pittsburgh. Not New York, not LA, not Chicago. Pittsburgh. There's only two cities that have five or more Stanley Cups, Super Bowls, and World Series. 
That's Pittsburgh and Boston. Pittsburgh has Heisman Trophy winners. Pittsburgh has collegiate national championships. Pittsburgh has ABA championships, two of them, when there was an ABA team here. One NBA championship in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh could legit state claim to being the greatest sports city in the history of this country. We love rivalries. We love to talk about our six Super Bowls and our five Stanley Cups and the most in the salary cap era, first team to repeat in the salary cap era. You know what else a basketball team would do? It'd give you even better rivalries with all these cities that we already love to hate in their sports teams. We're segregated in this city in terms of our rivalries. In football, it's the Ravens and the Bengals and the Browns. Not as much lately because they've been, but historically the Browns and lately the Patriots. In hockey, it's Philly and D.C. In baseball, it's, it's maybe Chicago and St. Louis, Cincinnati too. A basketball team would tie that all together because you would have the direct rivalry, Cleveland, Philly, Boston, even D.C. You wouldn't just have maybe one team in this city playing the teams from that city. You would have multiple teams. And let me tell you, working in the Philadelphia media, especially since I'm not a fan of those teams, the best part for me is kind of sitting back sometimes and watching Boston and Philly and D.C. and cities like that argue. And... An NBA team in Pittsburgh is right there. Again, with Boston and San Francisco and L.A., all these cities that are top five, six media markets in the country. Pittsburgh has had as much or not more success than those cities in sports, except for basketball. And all it would take would be one NBA title for Pittsburgh to legit state claim that it is the best sports city in American history. It is the complete opposite of the NFL and the NHL. All the things that we hate about the NHL and the NFL, the officiating, the drama. In the NBA, that's all fun. We're not talking about head injuries and kneeling for the national anthem and wife beating and what's a catch and what's not a catch and what's a helmet-to-helmet hit and replacement ref. You know what those topics are in the NBA? Bill Russell giving Charles Barkley the finger on national TV. Joel Embiid and Hassan Whiteside, the the two superstars on their team, engaging in a Twitter war before the playoff series, making fun of each other. That's the drama of the NBA. It's fun. There's not a more fun league than the NBA right now. The NBA is petty wars. We talk about how all the time you never get a good soundbite from a hockey or an NFL player. Rarely. They give the same answers. You ask them about a guy you know they don't like, they're not going to say anything. That's not the case in the NBA. You get candid interviews every week. You get guys calling out other guys in the league every week. More sports would also improve our city. It would improve the youth scene, the youth sports scene, which Pittsburgh is a huge high school athletics town. You see how big high school football is around here. Basketball, hockey, pretty well followed as well. You bring basketball to Pittsburgh, the youth sports get even better. Tom will like this one. I won't, but Tom will like this one. It would really help the Pitt Panthers. It would sure help the Pitt Panthers. It would help the perception of Pittsburgh being a basketball city. I don't know, man. Oh, it would. back when Pitt was really good at college basketball, Pittsburgh kind of took on that persona of a basketball city. Not to the extent of an NBA team being here, but the people rallied around their Panthers, man. 
No, I, when they're good, they. But I yeah. mean, it would it would take that to the next level. It would make Pitts. You don't think jog- it would distract from them like the Steelers kind of do from the Pitt Panthers on the football the side? The Steelers are so historic, though. They're the most historic franchise in NFL history. What I'm saying is, if you're a 16, 17, 18 year old kid thinking about going to play basketball at Pitt, and you know that you could be sharing the same facilities, have a Kevin Durant in your city as well, you don't think that that would make you think Pittsburgh is more of a basketball town? People, uh, it just. In the persona of Pittsburgh as a sports town. I could see how it could help in that. It, it helps with the football team, too. I was going to say, what I just said might have been a little bit of a reach. I'll tell you who it absolutely would help. The Steelers. You know why? When you watch Cavs games, you know who you see on the sideline? Joe Hayden and Ryan Shazier and Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Superstar athletes like to hang out with superstar athletes. Football players, especially, like basketball players. Pittsburgh becomes... A more attractive, I know this is going to sound crazy, Pittsburgh becomes a more attractive destination to free agents of the Antonio Brown, guys that are into entertainment, into their brand. Juju Smith-Schuster, he's going to Clippers games and Lakers games all the time over the offseason, post pictures of it all the time. If you don't think that that would help the Steelers in free agency, that they could have a guy here for the weekend, take him to a basketball game, and he gets to sit courtside in Pittsburgh to a packed stadium of all kinds of people cheering for a uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, you don't think that that would be appealing to someone with money? I think you're crazy. It wouldn't be a. It's not like it's some huge benefit for the Steelers, but in a way, it would 100 percent help the Steelers. Well, they'd end up with a hell of a buzz, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, if Le- you mean if Le'Veon's there, is that? What I mean, talking? no. If if you if say uh, you came into town to look at things and you wanted to play here and everything, yeah, why not? <laughs> the facilities are already in place. It's not going to be a huge tax burden on the city. You you're saying you play at PPG? PPG you would need I, you, you need a new arena. You, yeah. you would absolutely I don't think I PPG's think big enough. Season, see and here's the one thing where it comes down to me with basketball here. Like I'm a basketball guy. I love it. I've covered I covered the Trailblazers for years and that's the problem cuz hockey and basketball pretty Different much run arenas. you know, they run concurrently. Oh, so yeah. you're going to have First of all, it would be tough for a team to start to draw, especially in this market, from the Pens. Sure. So you need to overcome that. But you would absolutely need a separate arena because I don't think you could handle all of well, those. There'd be a lot of conflicts. I mean, you might in, be able in, to. But in it, Philly at the Wells Fargo Center, Sixers, Flyers, and Villanova all in the, same, in the same building. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I get it. There. I think you would have to build a practice facility. Oh, you would definitely have But to I have think that. they could play it. I mean, they, the NCAA tournament's been to PPG. It's not the NBA, though. It's true. It's not the NBA. Uh, I was going to say, didn't they play an exhibition game there? But that was at the Igloo. Is the Igloo, yeah. 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 You want to know why it would be good for people like us? Because I love basketball. More sports media <laughs> jobs would come to Pittsburgh. <laughs> not just media jobs, too. Jobs in general. You'd have better sports bars and improved nightlife. Like, I know some of these things I'm saying are crazy, but like there's studies out there that prove this is true. Oh, and as a guy covering a team... Basketball to me is one of the. It's my favorite sport to cover because it's fun, and it goes back it's, to what you say. It's the most they're fun of throwing all... stuff back and forth. I'll never forget, and this is awesome. Rashid Wallace in the middle of his technical season, where he got like just he just kept getting technical, technical after technical after technical. Thank you, Jory Crawford. Just kept <laughs> getting them and getting them and getting them right. And he came up for a press conference the day before. He didn't show up to talk to media because he was getting hammered about all these technicals. He got fine. Next day, he comes up, and first question, uh, how do you think the game went, Rashid? Both teams played hard. 
Hey, do you think that uh, you guys could have come up on defense? Uh, both teams played hard. Just every question, both teams played hard. Both teams played hard. It was one of the, my favorite press conferences ever, and I'm laughing. Like, in serious media, you know, these guys are sitting there holding up their the best. Desk, and I'm just cracking up every time he says it even more. It's the best. And one thing that we haven't touched on, and this might be even – I guess we kind of did mention this. I get a kick out of it, and I hear this a lot from, from my buddies that I grew up with in, in this area. Well, we got football and hockey. I don't really need anything else. Or we got football, hockey, and basketball – those are the three sports I like. I don't need anything else. And that, to me, is just the most insane logic. Like, that's like me saying, oh, well, I have a group of friends. I don't need any more friends. Like, you can never have too many friends, right? I mean, I, don't, I want an NBA team to come to Pittsburgh in the next decade. I want us to have an indoor, a national lacrosse league team. I mean, like, I want more sports. I, it's more to watch. It's more entertainment. Yeah, it's more. It's clearly just, less is more does not apply to to, no. <laughs> to to entertainment. And like right now, what would we what would we be talking about if that existed? We would. And be, that's the we'd thing be too. Talking right now that you know Jack Johnson. Whoa, what the hell happened here? And then when you get off that, you can go to whatever NBA trade rumors going on at that point. And I mean, how can that be a bad thing? <laughs> I'm 27 years old. Aside from maybe two or three summers, you know how dead this time of year is in Pittsburgh sports? Mm-hmm. It's Aside from the three years that the Pirates have given us where they were competitive in the last 27 years of my lifetime, sports in Pittsburgh, quote-unquote, the sports calendar in Pittsburgh, ends when the Penguins are done. And then it doesn't pick up again until August when the Steelers hit camp. There's no better offseason in sports than the NBA. Like you just said, we could be sitting here about the the... Pittsburgh basketball team clearing the what's let's name them the Pittsburgh poison. <laughs> That's a terrible name. Oh, no. Going pit. after some for it, it's it's more. I keep going back to entertainment, but it's it, I just don't understand. As if you call yourself a sports fan, why would you not want more content in your sports calendar? Especially as we've all laid out a league that's that fun. Yeah. And, and it prides is. itself in being that And you fun. know what? There's not a ton of investment in basketball. Like, basketball's a quick game, really. The last two or three minutes can go on forever. But seriously, like, football's a big investment. You're sitting there for four or five hours, you know, if, if you're into the pregame and everything, you know, and you're hanging out. So with that, and then you look at hockey, hockey's a long game. A lot of time in intermission. A lot of time. You know, so that's a long investment. Basketball, two hours, you're in and out, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, and really in basketball, look, I'm a fan and I love the game and I like to watch the whole game, but you can really pick it up the half and see where you're at. And that's a game in itself. I think it should be here, but I doubt it will ever. I, I honestly, my heart of hearts, doubt that. I don't either, but I do legitimately that. think Seattle is number... If the NBA has a list of potential places they would like to expand oh. and move teams in the next 10 years. Not anytime soon. Mm-hmm. 10 years. I legitimately think Seattle is number one on that list. Absolutely. I think number two on that list is another Canadian market. Either Vancouver again, maybe Quebec. They've seen the success that the Raptors have had. I think another Canadian team is high on that list. And I'll add another one in there, and it's not because I'm like from there or anything, but because it's a crap whole city. But Baltimore, Baltimore, Baltimore. should be a team that mm-hmm. could, and they should be able to support a team. But no I problem. think Pittsburgh is on that list. I don't think it's one or two or maybe even three, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was four or five. You got to look at it for the history of the city. And again, it would tie together the basketball rivalries of Boston to Philadelphia to D.C. to Cleveland. It ties it all together. I mean, it would just be so much. We pride ourselves on being 
a city that loves our sports, and that would give us just one more thing to talk trash with with Philly and Boston and Cleveland and D.C. The cool thing, it'd be nice to have a uh, a team in town on the hardwood that actually wins a conference game. Ew. Yeah, but would you rather have them win the conference or win the championship? Look, we have the number five recruiting class in the ACC coming in next year. Tom, don't. So don't. just watch out for the Pitt Panthers. Okay, We're cool. on the rise. On yeah, the, of course table. you are, because you Capicola. can't go lower than zero in your conference. Exactly. On the, <laughs> on the other side. trending up. <laughs> How do we get into this? <laughs> We're off the rails. It's yeah. Block Party Friday. How many times have you found yourself at a block party asking, how did I get into this? Quite a few. <laughs> On the other side, we're going to kind of tie this together. So a report came out today. Steph Curry, for the fourth straight year, leads the NBA in sales, uh, jersey sales. And you see reports like uh, Crosby led the NHL, Ovechkin led, McDavid led, Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers led the NFL in jersey sales. When we come back on the other side, we're going to talk about if people bought the jerseys of Pittsburgh media members, if that was a thing to do, media members sold their jerseys and people were into buying them, what would the sales look like amongst Pittsburgh sports media? Who would be first? Who would be higher than most people think? Who would be lower than their ego dictates? And, of course, where would one Adam Crowley come down on that list? We'll talk about all that on the other side. I'm Wesley Euler filling in for Adam. This is The Crowley Show. Proof that anyone can have a sports show. Wow. <laughs> Electric booyah bass right from Jump Street. Adam Crowley. What's up, players? On ESPN Pittsburgh. You guys know what this song represents? The uh, end credit scene to Scooby-Doo, Monsters Unleashed. <laughs> and call. is this song in Austin Powers too somewhere? I feel like maybe. I think it has to be. That's a good, just a good guess. When I hear this song, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when this song was number one on the charts. It was May of 1975. <laughs> oh, no. It was a... Probably a great time to be an American. Wes's this middle parents of the 70s. hadn't even met yet. My parents hadn't even met yet. My parents weren't even at WVU yet, I don't think. Uh, maybe. They might have been freshmen. But when this song was the number one song in America, was also the last time the Philadelphia Flyers won the Stanley Cup. May of 1975. And since then, it's been the Penguins who have been shining bright. And not that franchise that's back in my neck of the woods. This is the Crowley Show. It's a block party Friday. We still want your requests. Tweet the show at West Euler WVU. Or you can get my man Tom on the phone. Tell him to take his shirt off at 412-922-2874. All right, so a little bit of a basketball NBA-themed-ish segment hour, I should say. Came out today, Steph Curry's led the NBA in jersey sales for the fourth straight year. You see these kind of reports all the time. Crosby and Ovechkin used to always be one and two. Now it's McDavid and Matthews. And Crosby and Ovechkin are still up there, but it's McDavid and Matthews for the most part. I feel like you see it in the NFL all the time. It's Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Antonio Brown, Vaughn Miller. I don't know if anybody really cares. I don't know why these stories are out there all the time, but I see them constantly. And so what we were thinking is if people were as supportive of they are of their superstar athletes as they were their local media members, and there was something that you purchased, say it be a jersey, maybe it's a commemorative microphone, a hat, whatever it may be, who'd be the best-selling, most popular members 
of the Pittsburgh media. And I don't know if we ever decided, do we want to confine this to just sports people or are we, are we opening the, the book on everyone? Like you mean to like news anchors and, and hey, Sally, Sally Wigan? Yeah, well, now that you may, I was about to launch into like, nah, they don't get jerseys. I, yeah, like, I think we should that just would stick, be like a suit, you know. I think we should just stick to sports people. I think <laughs> Sally Wigan, I wouldn't mind having a Sally Wigan jersey. Honestly, she's an awesome. Lady. Ken Rice jersey. Yeah, no, let's let's stick just to sports here, in terms of this conversation. I feel like, well, Wes, I, I think the Wes? number one, the number one for me is a no brainer. You got to you got to be careful here. I know. <laughs> Remember what airwaves are on. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Crossing over. The number one for me though is not going to be controversial at all, and I would love to debate anybody that would want to argue me on this. I think it would be Mike Lang. Oh, that's it's hard to argue with. That's that. fair. Yeah, he's yeah. on these airwaves every once in a while too. Let's so. just we'll say not. let's just say that everybody will have a Mike Lang jersey, yes. and then we'll see who else. will And then get. we'll see who. <laughs> yeah. I, like I feel like of all the people that are behind a microphone or behind a camera or behind a a, a typewriter, as Brian said earlier, <laughs> talking sports in this city. I mean, Billy Hillgrove would be way up there too. There's a lot of guys that are universally loved, but I think. Mike Lang w- would be number one. I'm going to go along, you know, I'll, I'll be the guy who gets the jersey that nobody's got yet, but I'd get Getzoff. Josh Getzoff. Good investment. Yeah, you know, like he's young. I mean, I don't want to call him a rookie, but he's kind of rookieish. Last year was his first yeah. season yeah, calling, yeah. but he's been with the Pens for a few years. Good guy. He'll be around for I a like while. I like his game. I, want his, I think I'd want his jersey. Handsome man, too, by would the way. Would you put Mirzi in that category? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. 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 I don't know if he's quite as young as Getzoff, but handsome. Yeah. Gonna no be doubt. around yeah. foreseeably for a long time. I might even go for like the whole the whole team there. Like I might get yeah. some Matzer in there. You yeah. Know? What about Phil Bork? Oh, he's got he'd be high on the list. Let's yeah, see, but like, that's that, tricky. Right, that's tricky. Because he's a former athlete. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you're right. That's you're fair. Former got athletes, got former athletes gotta be out. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. The Blasses and the the John Wainers yes. and the, the the Borks and the the Aries, they're gone. They don't count. Yeah. So does that mean technically in this conversation, Tunj Ilkin doesn't count? He would not. Okay. No, neither would Craig. That's good to know because yeah. he because he'd probably be 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 up there. Yeah. The I mean, no well. respect for sure, but since yeah, he's yeah, yeah. both, that's, yeah, yeah, that no. negates him. So you mentioned uh, good investment. Gets off, young guy, handsome, going to be around for a while. How do we feel about the investment on one Adam Crowley? Okay. For the purposes of recording sake, I love that idea. That's the first one that I am grabbing. I am taking that right off the shelf. I'm going to pre-order. I'm going to make sure I get one in home and in a way, and maybe even the alternate, maybe a throwback if it's Buy available. one for my kids. Yeah, everybody's getting a Crowley jersey. Um, but it would be a little bit down, down but, the road. Well, yeah, but sure, but so would Gets off and Mears. Yeah, but yeah. the question, is it a good investment? You know? Yeah, it, it's a good investment. Early on, yeah. I mean, I know the guy, so I'd probably have to. You know how weird it would be if I walked here and I, wearing a Like, his t-shirt. ego is already off the charts. Like, imagine him seeing me in his jersey. Oh, my God. If Shirtless Tom was in this, it would just be tattoos, right? Because you couldn't put it. It couldn't be a shirt. It'd have to be like, well, well, sharpies, have to be like a, a Sharpie tattoo. Yeah. Or yeah, would my jersey just be your shirt's off? Or it would be like those... Um, the t-shirts that you see on like the boardwalks at beaches that are like the yeah, bikini, the, mesh the, the, the macho man, you know, the bikini macho man t-shirts. Yeah, but not macho. Whoa. I, I didn't mean that as an insult. A lot I of mean, chest just, hair. You're not a macho guy. Like, you're not like, Whoa. hey, how you doing? You're I thought you said you didn't mean this as an insult. No, you're not walking around flexing or anything. Okay, so we... Es- you, Tom. <laughs> we established 
who would be the the universally loved most popular ones? Who are the people that think that they would be in the top five? Oh, you mean who they think they would be? Like the, like the person themselves would think, oh, yeah, I'd be high on that list. But in actuality, they wouldn't be. The first one that comes to mind for me is the guy across the street, Ron Cook. I mean, he, <laughs> he thinks he's a top three pick when, <laughs> in actuality, pick when in actuality he's probably closer down to 30. Ron Cook thinks people are making trade, like the, the yes. phone lines are blowing up. we got to get up for the number one pick to get Cookie. People are, people are selling, people are having garage sales to raise money to buy more Ron Cook jerseys. Wait, Ron Cook just sweeted, what do you mean I don't have a jersey? <laughs> <laughs> I think another one, and uh, I'll probably get in trouble for this, but oh, oh, what the hell. DK. Dayan Kovacevic. Yeah, DK would want one. I hear that's a pretty big jersey. It would probably have to fit at least three people in it. See, I told you. I but Adam Crowley, about, I'd buy all I, kinds I, of Crowley jerseys. I, I got another a good a young person investment one for you. What about a friend of the show, Great Lettuce, Matt Geica? He's a, he's a good investment. Like with Geica, I would hope that the logo of the team, because you'd have to have a logo on the shirt, I would hope it would just be like his silhouette. You know, with the hair like kind of their shirts are, like right in the center, like the silhouette of him sitting there. I think that would look pretty cool. You know who's somebody we got to say that would think they're a little higher on the list than they would be? Who's that? I love the guy. He's a friend of the show. I used to intern for him. Grew up reading him. He's a fellow Mountaineer. But I feel like Rossi would, would think he was going to be a little higher on the list. Than, actually, I don't know, Rob though. Rossi? He does Thinking kind of be better he, than he... What? No, no. Not that he... Like, Rossi would Rossi's, want a banner. <laughs> I'm, talking about his, I'm talking about his popularity. Although, at the same time, though, I think he does kind of embrace that... The heel. The heel role. Oh, guys. I'm sorry. I got I to gotta back up off this because not, not the who would think thing. But like, what jersey I would buy? Mm-hmm. I, why did this not come to my mind right away? Stan Saverin, the Godfather. Oh, wow! Yeah, we buried the lead on this one. Absolutely, he's top, he's top three. Yeah, I mean, he's right up there with. I, I feel right like up there with. Oh my god! I feel like the top three. Lang. I feel like the top three, in whatever order you want to put them, would be Stan, Mike Lang, and then maybe Bob Pompiani as well. Oh, wow! That's funny. You got to have a TV guy in there. Yeah, well, Stan Counts is a TV guy. Well, that's true. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I mean, that's why he deserves a jersey, because he's the GOAT of all forms of media. No, yeah, you're right. right. You're um, right. TV, he's on radio, and he does it all spectacularly. And I just thought Jay Caulfield, but he get former player, former he's player. disqualified. Because Jay's telestrations are incredible. Normally, I think when broadcasts do that kind of stuff, it's like they try and be too open to the casual fan while trying to appeal to the hardcore fan, and they just miss the mark. Like I have non-Penguins fans that'll watch a broadcast on Root Sports and be like, "Dude, that telestration thing that Jay does is incredible." Like people that know hockey but not know it that well, like he does a great job. So yeah, it's probably a good thing that he's disqualified because he'd be pretty high on my list too. Another good investment, friend of the show from yesterday, Jesse Marshall would be a good investment. Yeah, that'd be a good one. He's gonna be a he's gonna be around for for a long time. I feel like. Now, what about the the traditional writers? What about Yohi? Kabali, those guys, where do they come in on the, on the list? Are they top 10? Are they high teens? Are they around the dozen mark? Mm. Around 12, maybe? They'd be probably top 20. The, the Gene Colliers. I mean, the guys that have been writing in this town forever. How about Pomp? Well, he, he top three, right? Pomp? Top five, definitely. Not to be out there. The yeah. yeah. I put Collier up. In the I think the writers are the interesting ones because the radio and the TV guys, I think, are going to be higher than the writers. I'm not saying that's fair, but it's just like how the quarterback sells more jerseys than than uh, the safety, unless that safety's Troy Polamalu. I know this for sure. I could get a Richie Walsh jersey on clearance. <laughs> what? 
Could probably get a David Todd jersey on clearance, too. I think they're handing those out. On the other side, we're going to continue to have fun in the realm of sports. LeBron James, as I mentioned, it opted out earlier today from his contract in Cleveland, and that is a big deal. But not for basketball reasons that you might think. It's a big deal to the film industry. We'll tell you why right next. <laughs> right next. We'll tell you why next right here on The Crowley Show. It's the Adam Crowley Show. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my ball. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. on a Friday in the Steel City. It's a block party Friday, as it should be every summer Friday. Beautiful outside. Finally feels like summer. I was saying this earlier, guys. It's crazy to July 4th next week. I still don't feel like the summer's really even started. It did sneak up on me. July 4th is next week. week. Seems quicker than any year past. And I think it's because, one, we had no spring. We just had winter straight into summer. And so far, we've had a ton of rainy days this summer. I think those are the two things that make me feel like 4th of July is next week. Are you serious? I, I still look like a pale winter ghost. Dude, training camp's almost here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. NHL free agency this weekend. I kind of miss the days when you just took three months off. And went to dead shows? <laughs> yeah, sold well, grilled yeah, cheese? Yeah, 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 exactly that too. But I mean, like, you know, summer vacation. You're young, felt all cool. Now it just oh, there's feels nothing like... better when you were out of school for those three months and you had nothing planned. Yep. It was even better in college. You had like almost four months because you were out like the first week in May and didn't have to be back till the end of August. I had to be back at the beginning of August. Did you go to a trimester school? No, we had these weird like summer lacrosse games going on. And you were working or playing in them? Playing. Yeah? Yeah. Big lax guy. Yeah, I played in school. Nice. That's yeah. my that's my sister's not sport a good, of choice. Not a good school. I went to Radford. But they paid for it, so what hey, the I hell? know Radford. Yeah. Southern Virginia. There's a three-to-one girl-guy ratio, so it was all right. I had a cousin who went there, and he said that that was the biggest reason for him going to there, yeah. what you yeah, just yeah, said. Yeah, sure. See? <laughs> it was in-state for him, but he also yeah. said that that was the biggest reason. I took one walk to the campus, didn't see a damn classroom, and said, I'm coming here. <laughs> we've been talking a lot this hour. We've been kind of all over the place. It's a Friday. It's a block party Friday. We're off the rails. Again, if you want to get your requests in on Twitter at Westshuler WVU, where you could tweet the show or call my man Tom at 412-922-2874. We talked in the first segment about the NBA and basketball in Pittsburgh. And one of the things that we didn't m- mention is how good the NBA is at marketing. We talk about how bad the NHL is at marketing. For example, last year, the Penguins open up with the Blues on their banner-raising ceremony game and then go to Chicago the next night. This year, the Capitals open with the Bruins and then come to Pittsburgh when it's just so very obvious that those two teams should have played to open the season the past two years. All kinds of things like that. We talk about outside of Ovechkin and Crosby, the NHL has no marketing plan. Their marketing plan is Ovechkin and Crosby. The NBA is phenomenal at marketing, and I think they're about to do it again. We mentioned LeBron James has opted out. You're going to hear about that over the next couple days. Tons of signs point that he's going to L.A., but who really knows? But that's not what I want to talk about. Reports came out yesterday that when LeBron James finally makes his decision, there'll be some type of an announcement. And following that announcement, whether he posted on social media, ESPN, wherever it may be, that right afterwards, the NBA, and I believe it's Disney, Disney Pixar, 
are going to release the trailer for Space Jam 2. Yeah. Which stars LeBron James. Can I just say it's about damn time? Well, can I just say no? You don't like Space Jam. I love Space Jam. And I, I'm not a LeBron hater. But I just, we talked about this with Toys R Us. Too many of the relics of my childhood are either gone or getting destroyed. And I think it could be good. I think LeBron would be fine behind camera. But it's just, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's too it's, much for it's you. It's too much for me. It's, again, it's taking something that we loved as kids because I, I really think this all comes down to Hollywood's just out of ideas. They're remaking everything. Now, I will say, I, I watched the remake of Blade Runner and I thought it was pretty darn good. <laughs> but Space Jam 2, the marketing side of it, I love. Dropping the trailer right at, I mean, at the height of people searching for LeBron. I, I admire the hell out of the marketing side of it, but it got me thinking about some of the sequels that I've hated. Some of the sequels that I've liked, there's been good sequels. Mighty Ducks 2 was outstanding, right? Rocky 2 was outstanding, but there's been some really bad sequels as well. Rocky 3, Rocky 4, outstanding. Yeah, 5 was just really bad. I don't know. I like 5. Tommy Gunn. You're right. I think it's overrated how bad it is. It's just not as good as the other. Exactly. Four. Yeah. So... What is the one movie that you would like to see remade or a sequel done to? Or maybe one that you would absolutely hate to see that done to? And I'll start. I'll give you guys, because I knew I just sprung this on you. I'll give you a second to think. Mine would be, and it kind of happened in a way, but it was a decade ago, and it never went to theaters. It was low budget. Mine would be Ace Venture. Yeah, there was a, a, a new age Ace Venture, but it was like a straight to Netflix low budget. Like, it, it wasn't in theaters. For me, Ace Ventura is the movie of my childhood. But how can you cast somebody to kill it like Jim Carrey? No, I'm saying you know this I mean? is my nightmare. Oh, you don't want this? Is I, I thought it, you meant I we know, have to I know I don't want anybody movie. to touch okay. Ace Ventura. I got you now. It's yeah, no, that's that what I'm saying. We want to not be touched. Put it in the vault and throw away the key. Ace Ventura, both of them. When nature calls and pet detective, don't now. remake them. Don't make another one. Leave Jim Carrey and his greatness alone. Those were for me growing up. It was like I'd wake up every day and I was like, "What Ace Ventura movie am I going to watch?" Or turtles episode i mean that was that was basically it for me and so i would absolutely hate to see ace ventura remade the one that i would like to see and if either of you have ever seen this i'll be impressed the original spartacus which is like three and a half hours long and it came out in the 60s i'm telling you guys i had to watch it once for a, for a movie class in college it was actually really good especially for a 60s movie and I think that they could remake that Roman Gladiators. Spart <laughs> I'm not talking about the TV show. I'm talking about the movie. <laughs> the original Spartacus movie from the 60s. I, I believe they could remake really well with today's technology and, and, and Gladiator battles. And, and that is one, the first one that I, came I to me. I get you on that. Yeah, that the, would be the, pretty badass if you take an epic like that and make it. And, and I've never seen the whole thing because, again, it's three and a half hours long. me off yeah. a little bit. But, like, yeah, it was, it was all right. But, yeah, I could see how today would do that some justice. But, again, you get all the people who would say, oh, no, it's not like the original. Yeah. You need some CGI lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thoughts, gentlemen? If I were to pick a movie that I could protect forever to not be remade, and I know it's coming, the remake's just, it's only a matter of time, but it's Caddyshack. Oh, that's a great anybody call. Anybody touch oh, the remake you're talking about. I don't want it to happen. I don't yeah. want to remake it, but it's gonna, you know it's going to happen. Absolutely. You know yeah. that that's on the way. Well, I mean, you could go down the line with a bunch of movies from, from that era. True. Like, you yeah. could look at Stripes. 
Yes. You, you could look at uh, Animal House. Animal How House. about Animal House? Mm-hmm. Um, Those are all probably going to get remade at some point, right? Oh, it's Absolutely. almost guaranteed. You know, well, and, uh, Neighbors was kind of the remake and, of, and of and Animal while House. You're t- while you guys are talking here, I'm gonna I'm gonna start searching to see if they're in in the works already because I believe they are. But just saying, what for it for it. and it just all adds to the. We kind of talked about Toys R Us earlier, and it's like I don't know. I feel like all of our childhood relics are either becoming extinct or they're becoming redone. In a terrible way. <laughs> Maybe I'm weird. I miss Blockbuster in Planet Hollywood. Going in, looking at movies. And I just wonder what's next, right? Like, are malls going to be obsolete in the next 20 years? Are we just going to be doing all of our shop- or grocery store? I think they're already obsolete malls. Not really, for me. Yeah. I like to try on shoes. Do you? Yeah. Other yeah. than that, I can order my t-shirts and everything. But yeah. for shoe shopping, I like to go to the mall. Okay. And here's another thing too. What if you need what? What it's great for is like a, if you're searching. So example, say you need a new winter coat. I don't know what made me think of that, especially when it's 90 degrees out. But you might not just want to go on NorthFace.com or Columbia.com and order a winter coat. You want to go try them on, see which one feels best, fits best, etc. I ah, man, it, it it hit me with Toys R Us today, and really with seeing these Space Jam reports, it's like back to back days of just pow right in the childhood. With me, with Space like Jam too. LeBron stepping into Jordan shoes isn't the thing I'm most worried about. It's the recasting of the Bill Murray role. No, oh, that good is call. The you can't. Re- any, you could say movie. any Bill. Uh, Stripes is a great call too. Like any Bill Murray role, and it's kind of like a Jim Carrey. Like those guys are just so unique. You can't do it. You know who's another one? Adam Sandler. They're gonna try and remake Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore That's or Water Boy. Happy Gilmore is most definitely gonna be remade. Ha- Water Boy, maybe. Happy Gilmore, or Billy Madison. I feel like one of those two. And it, it's well, they're all most of them are pretty successful, especially the early ones. So, and that's where they go by. You know, if a movie was successful, then they think they can bring it back. And out. the sad part is, is that they could release a crap second version, re-release whatever of Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore, and it will still kill in the box. Oh, I'll go office. to theaters and watch it. You know, one remake that I actually did like, and I didn't think I would because it was one of my favorite movies, and it still is ever, is National Lampoon's Vacation. Yeah, and they. Re- I didn't mind that. No, they remade it and they did it well, and they actually poked fun at it. Like at one point, there was a there was a scene where it's like uh, the dad's talking about Ed Helms is talking about his first vacation with his dad Clark, and uh, the son goes, "I never heard of that first vacation." He goes, "Don't worry, this vacation will stand on its own." It, it, when you poke fun at things like that, I think it's pretty good, and they pulled it off pretty well. But I, I didn't think it was going to be good. Let me ask you this. With that being so successful for a remake, do you think it's only a matter of time before Christmas Vacation gets the same treatment? I think they go down the oh, whole thing. European oh, Vacation, oh, oh. Christmas Vacation. See, Christmas is my favorite one. Yeah. I don't know if I want them to touch Christmas what? Vacation. Vegas Vacation? When was the last time you remember an When was the last iconic Christmas movie? Elf? Elf, yeah, or the Polar Express. Those two kind of came out around the same and time. And those were both over 10 years yeah, ago, I dude, feel like. There hasn't been a great Christmas movie in a long time. And Oh, man. Va- if they that- redid Christmas Vacation, I that would make me so dis. Because the first one, you just can't. And I didn't think that necessarily as much as just about regular vacation. But Christmas Vacation, I, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, like... That would that would piss off a lot of people. I don't know, Margo. I don't know, Margo. Oh man! Did One you find any anything on what's in the works? They are going to remake Caddyshack. At least the producer John no. Peters wants to remake Come Caddyshack, on. starring 
Who do you think would be a good star? I'll, I'll hold this. Who, who do I think would be or who do I yeah, think they're looking at? I'll tell you who he's looking at, but first you tell me who you think they are. I bet you at. who they're looking at is like Chris Pratt. Hmm. Good call, Tom. I, I really got nothing on Batman. <clears throat> Jack Nicholson. To play what character? He is going to play Judge Smales. I could uh, get behind that yeah, kind of. I could get behind that. I thought you were talking about who's going to play Bill Murray. Yeah, no, not Bill Murray. Yeah, I mean, if you have in that Bill Murray role, you need makeup and Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Just make him. Look yeah, who's going to play Ty Webb, Chevy Chase's character? I mean, that's an iconic movie character. Dude, if you do it, do you just go to the point where you're like, hey, guys. I mean, you couldn't do it with people like Rodney, of course, or uh, or uh, Schmales, um, uh Ted Knight. You couldn't do it with those guys because clearly they're not with us anymore. But just bring the old guys to go back. You know, like there's Lacey Underall at 60. Yeah, I'm sure she still looks hot, but like there she is with like an old Ty Webb who's now like an ultimate billionaire and probably owns Google, you know, like that sort of thing. And and uh, maybe even like Bill Murray comes back and he's uh, I don't know, he's actually won a tour event and met the Dalai Lama. I'm good with that. I don't know. I wouldn't want to see it, honestly. But that's the thing with Hollywood. They just keep going and keep going. If it's a success, that's what they do. It's risk. It's like the Star Wars movies, right? I mean. You attach a brand name that everybody recognizes to it, and it's going to make money. It doesn't matter if it's good or not. One they never should have remade was Fletch 2. I don't know if I ever saw that. You never saw Fletch? Mm-mm. Either of you guys. Oh, I love Fletch. Okay. I've never seen Fletch 2. Yeah, Fletch 2 is awful. It's okay. really, really, really look. bad. You know it was a good remake and it recently. Had Chevy in it. Mad Max, Fury Road. That was a good movie. That yeah. was good. I like I like them both. It kind of like I feel same about that as I feel about Blade Runner. Like I liked the original and I like the new age interpretation on it. We're gonna take a break here on the other side. Six o'clock. We'll get back into some more sports stuff, but we're also gonna kind of continue down this realm of things from the past that aren't necessarily going to be in the future. There was a newspaper in town that made a pretty substantial announcement this week. We'll talk about that in the six o'clock hour right here on the Crowley Show. And why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margot.